Hello and welcome to the Bedtime Storycast, the podcast where I talk and you fall asleep. My name is Mike, and I invite you to get comfortable under the covers. Take a few deep breaths, in and out, and settle in as we listen to another soothing bedtime story entitled Overwintering in the Antarctic. This story was written by Jordan Blancet. Sweet dreams. The sun descended toward the horizon, spiraling into the final weeks of midnight daylight in the Antarctic summer. Beneath the bright blaze, The southern ocean lapped at the ice sheets that sprawled out from the frozen mainland, sending salty water surging over the windswept curves. The world was quiet and still, naught but the pulsing ocean to suggest that life could exist within the bounds of the distant horizon. And then, the first one appeared, soaring out of the water as gracefully as a hawk in the sky. And then, belly-flopping a little less gracefully onto the ice. The emperor penguin squawked and huffed, pushing itself upright with its flippers and clawed toes, and shook its beak to the sky. Water droplets rolled down from its head, dripping from its wingtips and tail feathers to splash against the icy ground. Its white belly was topped by a throat full of royal yellow plumage which in turn nestled against the rich, shiny black feathers that wrapped around the rest of its body. And then, for a moment, the world was quiet again as the bird tucked its head and preened an unruly tuft of down, peeking out from its waterproof top feathers. The silence was broken as yet another penguin leapt from the water with a small splash, huffing onto the ice and propelling itself forward on its belly. Another followed suit, and then several more, until the bulk of the day's fishing expedition was crowded at the edge of the ice shelf. Each Penguin shook itself free of the water rolling down its back. Beaks raised high to the sky to bask in the warmth of the Antarctic sun. Their bellies full, their feathers shaken of every last droplet. The penguins began to turn away from the sea to make their long journey inland. 
their fish-fattened bellies swayed side to side as they waddled. Thick, curved claws gripped the uneven ice beneath them, crunching into the ground until a layer of powdery snow covered the landscape. As the hours passed, the ice sheets grew thicker, warped by the wind and broken only by the barren islands of rock and snow that rimmed the Antarctic continent. In the distance, farther than even their journey would take them, these islands were replaced with enormous icebergs, glacial palaces of blue-green sea ice that reflected the sun for miles around. In the far distance, the mountains of Antarctica peaked over the horizon, snow-capped peaks and wind-swept domes lording stately and stolidly over their domain. The sun began to swing lower over the horizon, marking the passage of time with the darkness that loomed any day now. And still, the penguins trudged on toward land, toward companionship, toward safety. And then, at last, they heard it, the throaty, eager cries of their mates, the males they had left behind in a small, sheltered valley on one of the inner islands. Their two-toned mating calls filled the sky in a mighty chorus, thousands of voices lifting high to beckon their mates home. With a renewed sense of purpose, the females marched a little faster, many sliding onto their bellies to propel themselves with their claws and flippers. The first females crested the small ice-capped ridge before them, a few inches of raised rock, all that separated them from their partners, huddling in the slowly disappearing daylight. The females delighted the sky with joyous cries of their own, each picking out the unique call of her mate, attuned to his voice in the throng of thousands. As the wave of penguins poured over the ridge, they leapt forward onto their sleek bellies to sled down the hill, feet 
and flippers guiding them to their mates. Each was met with a joyous reunion, beaks tapping, flippers flapping, golden throats gloating their praise to the winter wind. In the hours that followed, each female presented their mate with the gift they'd brought with them, a precious egg, oblong and warmed by the brood pouch nestled over their feet. The eggs were passed quickly and delicately from each female to her partner, and each male warbled throatily upon receipt of their offering, nestling the gift into the large, feather-lined pouch over their own feet. Here, the eggs would be safe and warm, carefully tucked away from the winter winds that would soon whip over the land. As each male accepted their fatherly role, the females began to crowd up at the valley's edge preparing to make the long journey back to the sea. The tide of black and white soon ebbed over the ice-capped ridge once more. And now it was up to the fathers to do their part as the mothers trekked back to fill their bellies and prepare for the life that would soon enter the world. Sensing a change in the air, the penguins that remained began to ready themselves for the task at hand. With every passing hour, they began to huddle closer together, puffing out their mighty chests and preening their feathers to trap warm air against their bodies. The sun began to swoop low over the horizon. The arc widening a little more each day until the midnight sun finally at long last began to dip below the surface of the world and as it did the bright white of the atlantic landscape began to shift the color palette glowing and darkening in turns. Deep, rich hues of blue and purple sprawled through the sky, trailing pink at their tails and reflecting off the sea ice as far as the eye could see. The sun's further descent withdrew these colors once more, replaced by a creeping purple that spread over the ground, highlighted against the ancient monumental islands and icebergs 
tangled in the Antarctic sheets. Above, the colors of the sky retreated too, swirling into purple clouds overhead, while the sun appeared to burn more intensely. For the merest moment, there was a flash, a flickering line of green light dancing over a crest of brilliant orange as the sun slipped beneath the horizon. And then the sun was gone as if it had never been. But the darkness didn't last long. The penguins shuffled closer together, preparing for the return of the blustering winds. Overhead, the aurora australis bloomed in all its genteel glory, bringing new light to the frozen landscape. Tendrils of sea green and light blue glided gracefully through the sky, spreading their majesty from one horizon to the other. Deep within the aurora, the display shifted into darker hues, shimmering teal and purple and even red, illuminating the huddled colony. But as the chill of winter set in, the penguins turned their eyes from the brilliant display above them, bracing for the wind that would soon sweep over the ice. Although nestled in the relative safety of their island valley, the ridges around them only kept out the worst of the cold, not all of it. The aurora began to fade overhead, winds blowing in with the winter, scattering ice and snow over the landscape. Here and there, the odd penguin who'd yet to join the group was caught unprepared, greeting this chilly visitor with a chirp before waddling into the huddle. And as the winds whipped into a blizzard that swirled over the sea ice, the penguins moved into tighter huddles, sharing the warmth that radiated out from their bodies. The thick layers of blubber and feathers kept them cozy and comfortable, hardly a shiver running through the entire colony as the wind crept over the ridges to dip into the valley. Each penguin took a turn at the edge of the huddle before moving forward in a tightening whirl that provided respite from the biting wind. And as they moved, Claws to ice 
and heels to the ground. The feathers of their brood pouch sheltered their feet from the worst of the wintry winds whistling between their toes. Those on the outer edges weren't left to the cold for long, as those in the center slipped to the fringes to allow their brethren their own time of shelter. And here, away from the chill of the huddle's edge, the newcomers drifted off tucking their beaks down into their chests and dozing until it was time to shuffle again. But now, the shuffle was welcomed as each member moved closer to the center of the huddle. And all the while, Each male was careful to keep his precious burden far out from harm's reach. Their brood pouch was plenty large enough to wrap snugly around the chicks forming inside their shells. Their toes nestled into their feathers, pressed into the layer of fat drooping down from their bellies. Here and there, one male lifted its head with a small chirp as it felt movement from its developing offspring. As the huddle churned over the landscape, it appeared from above as if it was winding round and round like the hands of a clock as the mass shifted out of the wind. The penguins were content to take their turns moving away from the winds slowly, heads turned away from the cold to tuck into the huddle between each other, even resting on their own chests, nestled in the warmth and relative quiet of the group. And when the penguins reached the edge of their valley, they turned and whirled the other way, the wind seeming to acquiesce as it changed directions to follow them over the landscape. In the moments when the winds grew quiet and the thundering of the blizzards muted to a dull roar, the penguins took the opportunity to lift their heads over their broodmates for a breath of the crisp Antarctic air. The aurora australis bloomed to life overhead once more, glowing over the fresh powder and trailing through the sky like paint following the artist's brush. At the edges of each wave and in the distance, where the penguins' eyes sought the return of the sun, the colors changed, sometimes glowing purple or blue, and at the edges, tinged with warm reds. 
days passed, each penguin taking the wind and the warmth in turn, shuffling in a state of semi-hibernation through the long night. And while there was no sun to bring warmth or mark the days, the aurora continued to wave, bringing light and beauty to the otherwise barren world. The slumbering penguins barely noticed as they tucked their faces away from the wind and into the safety promised by their brethren. Over their feet and tucked into their pouches, the chicks grew from a simple yolk into a beaked, feathery being beginning to stir inside their tiny homes. But still, it wasn't quite time to emerge. While the wind blew and the snow fell, the chicks were content to stay safe and warm in their father's loving embrace protected from winter's bite by the shell they called home. And then, seemingly in a moment, the end arrived. Far away, over the horizon, the faintest glow of pink and orange and yellow emerged, peering over the Antarctic mountains. Within a few hours, light began to creep over the sea ice, banishing the midnight hues to the shadows. As the sunlight scattered and shimmered over the frozen world, the penguins began to ruffle their feathers, preening into alertness. And soon, the first crick, crackle, cracks spread through the valley echoing faintly against the ridge walls. At the edge of the colony, the first small feathery head emerged from its father's brood pouch, its beady black eyes surveyed the landscape blinking rapidly in the sunlight. But as the wind rustled over the gray feathers that adorned its head, coating its beak with snow and the remnants of winter's chill, the baby penguin thought better of its decision and nestled back into the warmth of its father's embrace. In the very distance, the first cries of the returning females chittered and clattered over the landscape. The males perked up one by one as they picked out their partners' voices from amongst the crowd. Their chicks soon followed suit, 
feet wrapped around their father's toes for balance to peek their heads out of their pouches and into the warming sunlight. At last, spring had come and the penguins' long winter was over. (laughs) 